She was like, this is healthy to just be bored. It's so healthy. It's so healthy to have downtime and have to entertain yourself. I just thought I was dumb for a long time. Like, I guess I just can't do math and I can't spell. It really does fall on the parents. Mm -hmm. And homeschooling is not just an easy way out to let your kids oh kind of do their own thing. No, whether or not you're homeschooling or you're sending a kid to public school, it's there's no easy way out. As parents, we should be doing the hard work and the majority of that work. Well, 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 who do we have today? No. Well, well, well. Courtney, we have your siblings here with us. Yay. And it's really exciting because I don't know if our, our listeners know this, but you are homeschooled all your life. My whole life. Your whole life. I had a rock star year in third grade. <laughs> I what? did go to public school for third grade. So. No, you did? I did. Yeah. My mom had just had a baby and she sent all of us back. So I, Nicole was kindergarten. I was third grade. Mackenzie was fifth grade. So wait, Adam, you've never. Not a single day. Not contaminated with the public <laughs> Adam's a purist. <laughs> yeah, I had, and I had kindergarten. So when she was first getting started, she kind of was like playing around with it, just kind of figuring it out. And she had, Mackenzie did. Kindergarten, first grade, second grade, fifth grade, and sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So Mackenzie's done the most public school, the oldest child. But can I also think that she's also, I feel like, financially the most successful. We don't want to talk about magic. <laughs> that is a spell <laughs> point that is irrelevant. She all she needs to know after sixth grade. <laughs> not cause and effect at all. This is not a fair causal conclusion. Sorry. So Mackenzie had, Mackenzie's also the oldest. She's had way more time to make money. Okay. She's not making that much. Chicken is, 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 this is, what is that called? Apples and oranges. I was going to say chicken and the egg, but that was the Mackenzie's not that much older than you, Courtney. I know this person. True. She's three years older. So I think what Gina's trying to say is I'm just behind and I'm a failure and homeschool was the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. I should have been in kindergarten. I should have been in second grade. And if I had gone to second grade and sixth grade, I could have been Mackenzie. You could have. You could have. I'm a I'm a failure. I didn't make it. Yeah. So that's a degree. Cut in. That's not how many to say. So we each have like younger and younger, more limited exposure. <laughs> my kindergarten year. I remember kindergarten too and third grade. And I loved it. That's all I needed. No. Do you remember no, vividly? vividly? Wow. I remember so much about my teachers. There's two of them. She was amazing. She actually was teacher of the year because it was her last year. She had been teaching forever. And but she just loved being a teacher. Her second helper teacher right. was the ice cream lady. And we all thought that was amazing. <laughs> you know, everybody was so <laughs> jealous. Yeah. Like, you're, you're a teacher. Your helper is like the ice cream lady. And she was the ice cream lady. Nicole, you were the chosen child. Basically, your kindergarten yeah. year was just elite. But I also had some friends from my neighborhood in my class too. And so I really was, that was really fun for me because three doors down, one of my classmates. So we would hang out. That's very cute. And then Adam, do you ever wish you could even just try it? Have you ever like wondered? I mean, through like growing up, yeah. Really? But now. See what it was like. Like growing up, you fantasize almost about like what like your friends are going through at school. Yeah. But like I never like actually wanted to like go to school. I think that's an important point because mom... And dad always said, if anyone requested to go to school, we weren't not allowed to go to school. Okay. But I I never asked my parents to go to public school. I never did either. And Mm -hmm. so we all had experiences to remember from that. Because you still, you loved it. I loved it too. But you didn't want to go. No, 
like especially even as high schoolers I, I remember being in high school and seeing my friends and I never once was like I, I desire that I want I that. love <laughs> I really what, you, don't want, you don't want all the fights in the middle of the hallway I don't want that and Adam you didn't either and you hadn't ever experienced it. Like, you wondered, but you never were like, oh, I really, like, want to try here. No. And why? I mean, everything that I did hear from them, like, some parts of it were good, but then, like, the rest was just garbage. Yeah. Trash. It's like, why would I want to experience that? So, like, I, like, always wanted to go maybe for, like, a day and, like, visit them. But then I heard, like, you had to walk through the security and, like, you were in a project. Well, we didn't have any of that detectors. You were. <laughs> Someone lied to you. See, I was misled. <laughs> it's true. Because our school is bougie. We went to a predominantly white high school. Yeah. And there, it was bougie. That's where I would have gone. And there were no metal detectors. The only thing we had to worry about were like the high-end drugs. I, no big deal. High-end drugs. Cocaine. But the uh, but I do think like if in third grade, I remember it being so weird. I had to ask like have that little hall pass to go to the bathroom and stuff i was like this is really strange like what if i just need to get up and do something or and coming from having been homeschooled for first and second grade i was like it just was a little bit boring even at eight where i was like i'm just sitting here and the like the one teacher is trying to corral 25 kids and if someone's having a hard time she's like trying to troubleshoot with them and i already got it 10 minutes ago or i'm the one that needs a lot of extra attention and she's moving on too fast it's like the to pace an entire classroom of children feels like an impossible feat to me. Well, it tech- how do they even depend- do it? It's amazing. So they do have studies on what's the perfect number, or what's optimal. the optimal number. And but right now here in the U.S., like not anywhere near optimal. They do have really bad issues with kids not feeling like they're being heard or helped. It it really is just the teacher not teaching, but kind of like babysitting, corralling. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so, and that's unfortunate because. I don't know personally any teachers that entered the profession with the goal to corral children all day. No, it's not. exhausting. And so that's unfortunate because I think they have a lot of skills, passion, education, interest like to offer that don't get utilized if you're like your classroom is overfilled and you're underpaid and under-resourced. And that's and that's unfortunate, but since that's the way that the systems are set up, really, I don't have a great handle on most of the U.S., but I think it trends that way, but I definitely can speak to, like, Georgia or the Southeast. I know mm-hmm. that's a serious problem. I went to public school. The only kid who has not been to public school would be Cal, and it is super hard because we, like, if we got really lucky, we lived in a town that had really good numbers, where the education was really great, the student-to-teacher ratio was really, really good, or we ended up with, like, preschool even we paid money it wasn't a private school it was just like a technical talked about this Mm -hmm. at a technical high school it was maxwell high school and what they would do is um the teacher they had two teachers and they had like 10 students who were wanting to be teachers in the future and so then they would uh, teach these i would say at max 15 or 10 preschoolers so there would be one preschooler to two high school students to one actual teacher and it was awesome my son and my twins had such a good experience that I felt like oh man like I feel like all kids should have this because it was there was a teacher making sure everything was done the right way but these high schoolers they doted on these kids and then they also got yeah my kids got to understand or do things that at home it would be hard because it's like you're just trying to parent right Mm -hmm. 
but they were not parenting. They were teaching and actually getting to enjoy teaching these kids. And then I'm pretty sure some of the high schoolers follow me now. I know that they did because they were like, oh my goodness, I remember Cal. I used to teach her when I was at Lincoln, uh, not Cal, but like Badger, Tiger, and Panda. They would message me and like say, oh my goodness, it's so nice to like see or talk to you. So I know that for at least for us, depending on where you live, and depending on how much money you could pay, that you could get the experience that you want, but it all came at a cost. Like you may be having to pay like crazy amount of like property taxes or living in an area that's super expensive. That like that was hard for us. Or we drove 45 minutes mm-hmm. for our kids to go to preschool every single day. So that was tough on me um, during those years because I would drop off one kid at one school, elementary school, and then I'd drop the twins at the preschool and that was an hour away. Then I would stay there. Their school was only like two or three hours then come back, stay home for an hour, an hour and a half, and then pick up Panda. So it was rough, but what I needed to do, I know that not all parents have the opportunity to be able mm-hmm. to do that. And so it's just like, then, you know, homeschooling or public school or private school. There are other options in between that, but it was that's what we ended up having to do ourselves. There's a lot of misconceptions and preconceived notions about all of those options. Like mm-hmm. people have big thoughts and ideas if they're homeschooled about public school. And I don't know very many people that went to public school that are like super passionate about defending it. Most of them are like, it just is what it is. Like, I don't, but I don't know. Maybe I do. Whenever I talk about about homeschooling and that I homeschool, there are people like, it was the best, but when you deprive your child of that? And I'm just like, public school was the best? And I think they say that only because they, it's like the same way where I tell people we don't do sleepovers. Why would you hive your child of that? It was the best. It was the best experience for me. But in reality, if they never had the opposite of not having it, right, then they don't know, which I personally don't feel like homeschool or public school is one is better than the other. Yeah, I, agree. I definitely feel like it depends on the child and the parent I totally agree. and the teacher, like whoever's teaching them. So it, I do have had people like public school is the best, but I don't know if they truly feel that. Because I don't know if they know what the other side looks like. Mm-hmm. And how can you? And so, mm-hmm. like, I think what we'll be chatting about today is different experiences of people that had experience with being homeschooled. But, like, how I can't know how being in public school would have impacted me. I only know the experiences that I had. And I've learned to make the best of them. Or I've tried to make sense of the things that were hard. Those exact same things could have been hard in a different setting. And I just will never know that. And so like some of the different Reddit stories that we were going to discuss highlight kind of some people have like hung their hat on being homeschooled was the thing that like really made my life so much better and so awesome or on the opposite end being homeschooled was the thing that's made my life the most challenging and I'm like okay you can say that but because it's really foundational it's how you spend 18 years of your life all day every day right like whether it's in a public school setting for all in like over eight hours mm-hmm. or sitting at home or doing private school or co-ops, whatever it is, it is going to be a significant portion of your development. And so I think it's easy to say that, but also like what if you would have similar social troubles or similar um, anxiety or overwhelm or like being type A in the other setting too? You can't know. No. <laughs> well, what we definitely for sure should do is, and Nicole, if you would like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Okay, cool. So I'm Nicole. I am Courtney's sister, her younger sister. So I'm the third in the lineup of seven. I, like we just mentioned before, I went to public school for kindergarten and then was homeschooled from there on out. And then um, after graduating in 2014, 
I went to school, so I went to university, and then I graduated in marriage and family was my major, and I graduated from school and moved to Utah where I did like behavioral and home interventions with families. So they're like six weeks, six to 12 weeks usually. I would work with a family really intensely for like eight hours a week in their home doing behavioral stuff with parents and kids in their home, which I really love. From there, I went to Houston, and that's where I live now, doing behavioral therapy with kids with autism. Um, But then I guess in between moving to Utah and graduating, I actually lived with Gina. Yeah. (laughs) And I lived there for a summer, and I helped her out when she was pregnant. And the penguin. Yes. Yeah, I have such difficult, I don't know if anyone knows, but I have such difficult pregnancies. I have a hyperemesis gravidium. And I also had gestational diabetes. It was my first time ever. And I was having like appointments like two to three times a mm-hmm. week. It was really, really rough. And my husband was working full time. And because we were homeschooling, but then also between all the appointments that we knew that we needed to hire somebody and I'm so grateful that we could, but I was also grateful that it was you because I know you. Or at least like I know your sisters and I know your mom and your dad really well that like you're like, oh, this will be a nice transition. Yeah. Like I can kind of take my time, find the job that I really, really want and get paid. And like and not having to worry about like bills or anything like that. Like just like straight living with someone. So mm-hmm. nice. Cause I graduated like debt free from school, but I didn't have any money. So it was really <laughs> nice to like have a spot, like a summer to like maybe get a little bit of a pool while not like having to figure out like where to live and everything mm-hmm. and i just i have always loved you and i've always loved Drew, and i always have loved your kids so it was so fun to like intimately like get to know your family more and that was so fun yeah i actually i homes i helped homeschool yeah the older like, kids for like six months yeah. and i was just telling you earlier like our kids you know here in georgia you still have to take like certain tests like standardized testing with at certain years and we recently got Panda, Badger, and Tiger. They got tested and they're all above level where they needed to be. And I'm like, you helped with that. Like that was like because of you as well. And so that's been really nice because like homeschooling, I take it super seriously, like very, very seriously. I'm always like looking for the newest and like trying to make sure that our kids are keeping up with kids in public school and then maybe even surpassing them. You're one of the reasons why our kids are doing so well right now. It was so fun. I really loved it. So, way to come, Nicole. And then Adam, Adam, did you attend So, I'm number five, uh, Courtney's brother. And I was homeschooled my whole life, as we've already uh, discussed. And uh, when I got to college after graduating high school, uh, I went to BYU Idaho as well and studied public administration. Uh, just graduated in April. Woohoo! And I commissioned into the army. And so now I'm stationed down at Fort Moore here in Georgia. And it used to be called Fort Benning, right? It did, yeah. yeah, Just this year transitioned. Just this year? Mm -hmm. Okay, for some reason I felt like it was before that. But were they slowly transitioning it slowly or? No, it was like overnight. Like pretty much like as I was getting there, they were transitioning the name. Okay. And did you always know you did ROTC through school? Yeah, through through college. Okay, so through college. Okay, yeah. And then did you know, (laughs) did you know you wanted to do that? Uh, It was never like, that's what I'm going to do growing up. 
But it was always in the back of my mind. Like I always played with army men, always was watching war movies or whatever, right? But like, it was never like, I'm gonna go to the army. Mm -hmm. But then when I got to school, I kind of, I saw a sign and I gave it a try. For some reason, I remember, Adam, were you not like in ROTC in like your teenage years in somewhere or nothing like that? I was just active in like Cub Scouts, like Boy Scouts. Why does it feel like he always was so, maybe he just, just a militant personality. <laughs> I, but I don't think so because he, I don't see him as a very like strong, very like controlling, very like type A person. Like I do feel like you are very organized, but I don't feel like a very militant personality. But I also always remembered for some reason, I felt like I thought it was maybe this is like um, a Mandela effect or something now. <laughs> but I felt like I remembered you being in like ROTC in high school. But obviously not in high school, but you during your teenage years, like right. either like being part of like some type of subgroup of like ROTC. She's maybe ROTC junior. I had my own program going on. <laughs> Running his own operation. Okay, well, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. And I also like how you guys wrote, I'm number three, number four, number five. What's that show? The Hargreaves or Hargroves? Okay. The Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella, thank you. <laughs> the Umbrella Academy. They have number one, two, three, and four, and that's how they Because the dad didn't care about them. But what you just said is really important because I feel like if we're going to talk about being homeschooled, I am so out of the loop on pop culture always that like has always been a part of my life as a homeschool person and my friends always made fun of me and it wasn't even being homeschooled but it was like things that would trend or things that Mm -hmm. and now it's social media but when i was in school it wasn't social media right like that wasn't until high school people were getting like facebook and myspace so really during my like formative middle school what shows are we watching what like i was always just like out of the loop did you, how do you guys i feel? remember really wanting to be part of that so i remember in high school i watched friends how i met your mother things like that because i knew my friends Literally. were watching that yeah. and so i remember really but i still feel like people make fun of me for not having known things even though i've made fun of you I, yeah because i really don't know there's so many movies that i have not seen and that she's I, a man i've asked you a bunch of, like i've never seen that and nothing my You've seen it now? In the time that you Yes. I've seen it now. I live 15 years later. So I have been determined to um, culturalize me. But I I guess I didn't really care. People like, what were you doing if you weren't watching these things? I'm like, I don't know. not watching Marvel movies. I didn't care either. That's what it was. Marvel movies. Marvel moment. Yeah. She's up to date. I am up to date. Um, But yeah, I'm like just now reading Harry Potter literally right now. I'm on the second one and I had never seen it. It's just things like that that I feel like everybody, it's like a cultural everybody knows. Everyone's experienced And there's a lot of those things that I don't know. But Harry Potter, I think, was seven. Seven. And who loves the family? I think because Jacob's read Harry Potter. I read Harry Potter. They read Mackenzie's read it. So that's just a me thing. And that's why I think it's personal. I feel like homeschooling brought out the opportunity to if you weren't naturally drawn to it you didn't do it just because everybody else was doing it because you got to Mm. carve your own path a little more the way we were homeschooled of course homeschooling is not a monolith like there's a million ways to do it the same way there's a million ways to be attending public school or private whatever but our experience i can say in our household if you aren't really passionate about it and like you don't that doesn't call out to you as like an interest you just didn't do it you didn't have to do it because all your friends were talking about it all the time like you just were but doing those shoots. things and watching those shows wasn't like outlawed 
Like, right. Like, I was, if I wanted to watch the Marvel movies, I 100% could have. There's nobody being like, you can only watch these certain genre movies. And watch VeggieTales. No, that was absolutely, <laughs> we watched VeggieTales. Yeah, I agree. And I think different homeschooled families do have, not just homeschooled, every family, I'll be more general, does have different rules about media. Yeah. Usage. And I think it does trend a little bit more that people that tend to homeschool can sometimes have stricter media oh for sure standards i don't know what what side i would lean to but i do not have very strict i usually do it by age and if it's appropriate appropriate for them because we recently just saw the marvels yeah i took panda and he's not even 13 yet but i was like oh he's definitely mature he was definitely mature that movie was awesome he freaking loved it and it was more about like if his maturity level was right for the movie not whether or not i felt like it was Right, because of the quality or the content of the actual movies. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm more lax than maybe typical, maybe fundamentalist kind of like homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. But I also, I, I, yeah, that, I just know that I'm more lenient than than how they are doing it. And when I've talked to other homeschooled families, it feels to me that a lot of people choose to homeschool because they don't want their children to be exposed to like mainstream world stuff whether it's media they don't like the way the education approach is taking they don't want it you know to include critical race theory like they have critiques of the way standardized education is and they're wanting to like protect their child religiously culturally educationally from mainstream education Mm -hmm. and a lot of people politically a lot of people choose to homeschool because they just want their child to be not exposed to things that they think are really harmful or really why do like, you think bad for them why do you think your parents homeschooled you guys my mom just was telling somebody this it started off with like a scheduling thing they were teaching a class early morning and it just was really hard to get then get the little kids Mackenzie and courtney out the door and so somebody just was like you should try homeschooling and my mom's like absolutely not i am like there's i can barely like that's not my like forte to the young kids she's a very like fun out like person and the idea of like being responsible for like education was really like not her thing and they're like you should just try it. i mean it's working right now isn't really working and so you should try it so it purely was like a scheduling my mom was like okay one year I'll do it. And then she just, I was like, I think she just liked it. She loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And so she was like strict, honest. That's why there was times people went back and forth. But then I think once she just realized this is what I want to do after trying it. Yeah. Trying both and having some kids homeschool. Because it was that one year that Mackenzie went to sixth grade. She was the only person going. Yeah. Like she was still homeschooling kids at home too at that time. And so it was like all or nothing. And I think she just realized this is what I want to do for my family. This works for me. And, and we stopped wanting to go. Yeah. And I think she would have had a different approach if she had like been just trying it. But then we were like, we want to go back. I don't think she was at the beginning so dead set on homeschooling being the better option for her or for the family. It just like was temporarily, but then no one wanted to go to public school. Mm-hmm. So then she was like, yeah, this is fun. Like, this is great. Let's keep going. I think she just like have us around more and the flexibility of it. My mom was like such a flexible person at the having the confines of like, I have to be at the pickup lines, like pick up McKenzie and like, was just more stressful for her. So I she would just would rather being able not to like, lie. I get nothing for Lou through. Because you're not supposed to be doing anything. It's like relaxing. It's For me, it was relaxing. I don't like my kids thinking that like, I forgot them, right? And so I would get there really, really early, always be like within the first 10 cars there. 
which at our school where they had, it was a pretty big school. It was a big elementary. It was a big deal. And I loved being able to just sit in the car. Tina's like, I did need a medal for that. I was yeah. going to say it was a big deal. It was a very <laughs> big deal. I, and like, I don't know if you guys know this feeling, but like the feeling of you're at school and then your parents got busy, caught up with something or they forget. And then you're left at school while your teacher's like calling people. Definitely and just like, like sitting there, like kicking your feet, just waiting. That's the worst feeling ever. And so I vowed that my kids would never have to feel that. And so I was just like be there early. And my kids saw how early I was that one of the few times that I was, even though I wasn't like technically late, I would still be on time, but I wasn't like one of the first five, 10 cars, they would mention something like, what happened, mommy? It was just something important to me. Even like, I, even the reason, like uh, I try to always, there's always a reason why I do things, right? I think that's for all parents. But like the reason why I went into homeschooling at first was it was COVID and the twins were in kindergarten or first grade. And we had all of this, like they were virtual learning, right? And they were expecting my twins to be able to turn in work on a tablet. We, we used the tablet sparingly. Mm. And that was just because I, not that I think anything wrong is wrong with it. Watch Netflix and maybe play a couple of games like 30 minutes a day or something like that. That's the most that they've ever done on the tablet. They didn't know how to turn in paperwork and do all this stuff. And so one of my twins, she just really struggled. She wasn't learning. It was just busy work for her. And it wasn't busy work that was actually sticking where she felt like she was gaining from anything from it. And so someone said, hey, why don't you homeschool? So same thing. Like, why don't you just try it? And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, I know I'm going to hate this. My favorite day of the year, right? Not Christmas, not Halloween, the first day of school. I would go party on the first day of school. I'd drop them off, go to the salon, go to the spa like everything and then be the first person to go pick them up. I freaking loved it. That was my first, I even have like a video from in my stories that was on my Instagram. It was a long time ago where I would watch it back and I was just like, almost like crying. Cause I was so happy. Like this is the same thing here. They're going to somewhere that the, like, and naively I say this, like they were somewhere where they're safe. Um, Cause that's like kind of like relative. But like somewhere where I knew like I would, they were with someone who's going to be watching them. They were going to be learning. They're going to be fed because I was either sent them money or the, I made their lunch or whatever. But there was somewhere that I just didn't have to think about it for like I could think stop thinking about it for a short period of time. So I love the first day of school after a whole summer of like uh, summer stomachs and always making snacks and food and them fighting. I was ready for the first day of school. And so when uh, someone told me homeschool, I was like, I'm going to hate this, but I'm going to do it because I didn't want my daughter to fall behind. I don't want that to happen. COVID sucks. And I know not everyone has this opportunity, but I get to stay at home. I'm going to stay home mom and I'm going to make sure that she does not fall behind. I don't care about the other kids if everyone else is going to fall behind, but I don't want that for her. So we started homeschooling and it was rough in the beginning. I had no idea what I was doing. I had to do a lot of research. And I would say the first year, just was just like, I would th say a throwaway year. And then from there, I started learning more and more, like how it doesn't have to match just like school. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be as long as school. And you don't have to like do all these crazy things of like trying to like bring the classroom home. Yeah. You don't have to bring the classroom home. You can make it in what works for your family. So as soon as I figured that out, and then I was like, man, we could also pick the curriculums we want, keep the core, but add whatever else that your kids really enjoy. Oh my goodness, I made such a huge difference. Where like Panda now is like taking coding classes, like Harvard coding classes online. They're like, I think they're free, 
but he's like truly enjoying it and that was like really like mind-blowing for me because i'm like they're still getting you the education that they want we know that they're on par with their peers or above right because they're getting tested and then they're actually taking classes that they want i love this so in the beginning i hated it and then the first year was horrible and then from then on i started like learning as much as i could about homeschooling what was needed and what wasn't needed and then it became easier and easier every single year and then i've learned so many hacks since then to make it not only a good experience for them but for me as well i still leave the decision to my kiddos but i honestly if we could continue homeschooling i probably will as until they say mom i don't want to do it they could be in junior year and high school say i want to go back i'm like okay i'm gonna send you back but i genuinely like it that if they said i wanted to continue doing it i would still do it mm-hmm. yeah i asked my mom last night i saw her i was like hey we're doing this episode on homeschooling with nicole and adam what would be important topics to hit on after gosh she's homeschooled she's still homeschooling our youngest sister i know who's 12 and so she's been homeschooling mackenzie's 33 so she's been homeschooling for 20 years 25 years and yeah long time and so i was like what points would you want us to hit on and she was like my main the thing i would want other homeschool parents if they're just getting started to know is it's what you just said you it's not bringing public school into the house finances time that kids needs like all it's been collecting and interest and interest yeah like what do they excel at you know, no one else wanted to keep doing musical theater. I loved it. So going to that fine arts school was like the best thing ever for me. Mackenzie went one year and was like, no, thank you. Like That's important. You know, and the fact that it is really good. Yeah. Pick and choose is always huge opportunity, but also not trying to make it where it exactly has- the same as a classroom environment because you are teaching across a lot of grades. How did you like any how do you balance that? I feel like teaching multiple grades can feel overwhelming to someone who's finding the right curriculum. Finding the right curriculum was probably what made it easy because there were there are some curriculums out there I could even talk about them like um, the the good and the beautiful I some people will be in my comments but like I love it I freaking hated it it they their I guess curriculum is supposed to be for a range of students so you can teach the same thing but like my kids are at all different levels and they have all different interests and even doing the work they finish at different times right. And so trying to get them to finish all at the same time, it was not fun at all. And I did not like the good and the beautiful. It felt very boring. But then when I would find curriculums that I did like, and then learning how, just like your mom, piecing the, like some curriculums, because you didn't have to buy the whole, you never have to buy the whole curriculum. Mm-hmm. You can piece what you like, and then, to, and, then, and then if you don't like something else, you find another one to replace the it. Yeah. The supplement or to replace. And so we have... Um, English would be through one company, um, history would be another. And so piecing it together was like the best way. And um, that was what how we did it and how we do it. And, and also we only have right now four kids who are like homeschooling and they're all different levels, but like um, Cal and Panda are pretty much the way that they learn their self. They do it by themselves. And I would just go behind, I'll go behind Cal and like check her work. And she's, it, she loves it. And it's so easy for her. Piano, same thing. He is, he likes certain subjects, certain subjects he'll try to skip and we have to go back and make sure that he does it. But then the subjects he does love, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. he can do it all day, every day. And it's like eating food or whatever. It's like riding a bike. It's, it's so smooth for him. The twins, 
they usually need someone there kind of helping them. They like the attention. Mm-hmm. They like the... Like a teacher style. Like They like most like a teacher style. So I'm sitting at the table with them or there's an adult sitting at the table with them. That's kind of like how we do it with them. So it's different. And because the twins are the same age, obviously, it's easier because they're, they're, their subjects and their curriculum is pretty similar. Is it the only thing with with Tiger? She is she loves she's really creative and her penmanship. I don't know if you remember. She's better penmanship than most adults, and so she expressed once that she liked calligraphy or like writing, and even her therapist because her therapist enjoys um, like calligraphy as well, and they do that in their sessions. They'll write together. It's like the most precious thing ever. But we added that curriculum to Tiger. So she she has cursive and calligraphy included in her curriculum. It just feels not possible unless like you're piecing it together to be able to meet her needs. Like, uh, like yeah, her interests. Yes. You followed her. Yeah. I followed their needs. I follow where they're at. It's way easier. And I feel like it's also kind of contributed to how well they're doing. I wasn't just doing things on like their age or where they should be. I was doing it for them in particular so like even the twins i said oh it's really similar except for tiger's got some extra and like badger could care less about it she's more into drawing she doesn't really care about how her words look and if i give her and her the same thing like she would have done it because i asked her to like a drudgery or yeah she wouldn't have really enjoyed it and so it's doing it based on your child's needs and their interests is the way to go always you will have happier kids. You'll have happier parents teaching kids, but also you'll have kids who are actually like thriving. They're doing well because you're doing exactly what they need and not what they should be doing. I'm not trying to say that they shouldn't be taking classes or having curriculums that are checking off boxes. Like they should be learning this by like this by this age and this by they should still be doing that. But there's ways to do it in a way where it's still perfect for that child yes yeah I I think something that mom did really well that I'm really grateful for is that she taught us like just to love the process of learning in self which I I mean I'm I'm dyslexic and so learning has always been more of like a hard thing for me like the process of learning it's actually really difficult and I didn't I was not diagnosed until I was in high school so I didn't know I was dyslexic the majority of my growing up years that I I just thought I was dumb for a long time. Like, I guess I just can't do math and I can't spell and reading out loud terrifies me. I don't know why it doesn't do that for everybody else, but like I hated being called on for like reading something. And my mom, because I was homeschooled, was able to teach me like according to how I needed to learn. And to this day, I love reading. I love, I don't love spelling and I don't like math, but that's, a, <laughs> that's too far of a stretch. <laughs> I do love learning, even though I just know it takes me longer to learn something, to process it and to truly have me grasp the concept. But you had the time to be able to take that long time because you're yes. in homeschool and not in a public school. I was not pushed. I remember even in, in not high, in college, but in kindergarten, feeling I was that person that was like needing more time. And I was the one that took more time to get something. I don't get something by somebody just explaining something to me once and being okay, like now go go apply it, go do the rest of your problems in math. I was like, I don't know how to do this. Like I need somebody to over and over and over again, like help me see this. And I'm so glad that like I had that time and space to like not feel dumb by seeing, because I would observe and watch other people. And that was just with my siblings and other people, but like I even as a homeschool I had comments people when I was younger you don't know how to spell that like my younger brother knows how to spell words like that like those are things that I was told I remember being like well I guess like 
I'm just stupid. (laughs) But I'm not. Like, and I realize that now and actually getting the diagnosis of dyslexia was so good for me because I just was able to realize, oh, I'm not dumb. My brain just literally learns things differently. Mm -hmm. And I all throughout like college, I just knew when they said this, this assignment should take you like two hours. I just knew, oh, this is going to take me more like five to six hours. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I learned through that, that I can like really didn't discourage you from doing things because you knew okay i know exactly what how things are going to be you said like two hours it's gonna take me five hours it may i i may have to read this book i know that if i read this book i'm gonna have to take lots of breaks so that i give my brain a break Mm -hmm. that i can really be able to reread something over and over again so i know that i'm fully grasping it however but like you because you being homeschooled you recognize like you learn differently you got the diagnosis everything kind of clicked where you wouldn't be, you were not hard on yourself mm-hmm. that you were dumb. You just realized that your brain worked differently. And I just gonna, it just accepted the fact that it was gonna take me more time. Like, yeah, so it might take me, but by the end of it, I understood it fully, certainly. And there, there was no like, I kind of understood it. It was either I don't get it at all, and then once it clicked, I'm like, I'm not dumb actually. But once I learned it and it took the time, I thoroughly understood a lot, like what I was doing. So. And you excelled in school, mm-hmm. in college. So yeah, I think that's worth talking about. Like I mentioned, both of your experience is how, what did it feel like transitioning from having been home, kind of this piecemealed education, you're able to like have a lot of attention on just your individual needs. What did it feel like going into a classroom setting at a university level after that experience? Adam? Yeah, I mean, I loved it. It was, it was super easy for me. Uh, that might not be like a super broad thing, but for me, transitioning to that like structured, you have classes that you're expected to go to, you have someone who's teaching you the stuff, and it just came super naturally because I taught myself how to learn mm-hmm. throughout growing up, and then I, my mom instilled loving learning. And so those those two things made going to college and being in that more structured environment where you're also like... It's not forced upon you. Like, it's still optional. Like, I didn't have to go to every class, mm-hmm. you know? I had lots of friends who didn't go to every class. <laughs> uh, but it's just, it's all what you want to do. And so if I didn't have that desire to learn, <clears throat> then I, I wouldn't have been so successful. Mm-hmm. But because I did have that love and that passion for understanding the content and really wanting to soak it all in, it made it super, super easy. Uh, and I was just able to thrive all the way through. And that's a theme that we have lots of personality differences in our family, like mm-hmm. significant, lots of learning differences. And every person that has gone to college or further education, even after that, has super excelled. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, that seems like a common theme that it really was the basis of passion for it, commitment. Who has to further ed- their education after high school? I don't think any of you guys haven't everyone's done some sort of schooling yeah there's one sibling that hasn't gotten a degree but she started and then but then i still would say she's doing really really well i mean certainly yeah Yeah. and i mean and that's getting an education isn't a qualifier for being a successful adult Mm -hmm. for me like goes without saying where i'm like that person is thriving but if if someone was concerned that homeschooling was going to lead to like someone not being prepared for going to college if that is a goal of theirs I just wanted to speak to, you know, that may come up for some people, but that like in this situation, a basis that helped prevent that, if that's something as a listener you're worried may happen, 
it can be helpful to think just like, oh, if my child is passionate about learning in general, then like college will be, yeah, like they're, and you're being able to choose your classes, like you're picking your major, you're picking your minor. And I think that's so different than high school where it's basically just like all generalist, like you're just moving through a curriculum. You're not following your interests at all. Have I ever told you about going to my sister-in-law's graduation? No. So my sister-in-law just graduated from high school this past summer and she was homeschooled, right? And so this homeschool graduation was of about like 20 students and all but one not only graduated with their high school diploma, but some type of like associates. So some graduate with their associates or like bachelors. So like one student already had her RN and was like about to travel. No, she had her LPN and she was about to, she was almost done getting her RN and she already got a job as a travel nurse as an LPN. And then one kid got a job at NASA. I think that's a really big deal. I don't even think NASA was even on my radar at the age of like 17. Um, but like, I was still shocked by that. One kid, Drew says this like in a funny way, but I don't think I'll say it anywhere close to like how he said it. He's like, oh, oh, finally, one kid who didn't graduate with like their, some kind of college, he's like, this is going to be like the dumb dumb like me, right? He's like, yeah, I just opened up my business. I already have five employees and, <laughs> and uh, started my welding business. And like, and just like, well, look at that. that. There goes that. They graduated, got their degree, and like they were still like doing great. And they play, and they are currently in college right now. That one kid. So all of them had some type. Of, they did do a enrollment during high school years, and like they were equal. Like they were doing more than I think I would say the typical high schooler, and they were able to like have a jump start on their life. Because homeschooling gives you so much freedom. And and, and it's sounding like a podcast, like saying pro homeschool, right? Pro homeschool, forget public school. But don't worry, we have Reddit stories. Yes. (laughs) We do have Reddit stories. The negative side. I want people, or at least I want listeners to know, I'm actually not pro homeschool. I am very neutral. I learned a long time ago that it really depends on the kids and it depends on the parents who are teaching. So there was a time that Drew was helping me out with homeschooling. If Drew was our sole teacher, I would send my kids back to public school. <laughs> he it was he did not thrive on it. I don't think he liked it. I would ask him constantly, time and time again, do you even enjoy this? Like I we went in that whole schedule and we're I'm here doing all the research on the curriculums. Like, do you even want to do stuff like that? Mm-hmm. And you could tell he wants to say yes because he knows the right answer is yes. But that dude did not like it. Mm-hmm. He did. He didn't enjoy it. And if it was truly just Drew's job to do this, I would have sent my kids back to public school based yeah. on the fact that he just didn't enjoy it and he didn't like it. Um, and so I've not against public school at all because I, like I said, I loved public school. It, first day of school is my favorite, and I was also the type of parent that was in the classrooms all the time i was room mom i was actually room mom for three different classrooms my twins when they would have classroom parts i'm running back in between two like rooms across the hall um and i loved it i well maybe i was a little crazy actually i was crazy and the holidays were the worst because i'm crying and like build like making bows for kids classroom parties in the middle of the night and drew just knew that he would have to set aside a budget because he knew i was going to buy supplies for the class I don't care what the teacher needs. I'm going to give it to her because she shouldn't be spending 
own money to for supplies i'll do it like my husband my husband i'll make my husband pay for it kind of thing but i love public school but i genuinely do not feel like one is better than the other i think also the community i think a lot of what we had was a lot of homeschool community and that's just because we lived in a space in an area that was we could do that but like that like more rural areas it'd be hard and yeah we went to co-ops always we had a lot of friends that were homeschooling my mom's like a really passionate person social yeah and so she would like meet people whose kids were at public school and then be like why don't you try homeschooling we can do it together it'll be so fun and then they would so then all of our best friends were homeschooling with us and i was like this is the life like, like this is the best thing ever <laughs> and i think she was she was good at that and that worked out really well for us but there are significant challenges that if you aren't able to do that, it's not worth it. It's mm-hmm. not worth it. If it's burning you out as a parent, if you're overwhelmed and isolated and lonely, if you're always wondering if you're good enough, if you don't have the financial resources to stay home, mm-hmm. if there's a million reasons why it would be like more detrimental for sure. Exactly. 100%. Were you going to say something earlier? Oh, I was just going to comment a little bit on what Gina was talking about with the like high schoolers having more time. And it's so true. Like I was working a full-time job my last two years of high school. And so, like, I was just able to work the school into my work schedule. And, like, that was what helped me pay for college. Mm -hmm. So I graduated debt-free and with, like, money in the bank. And that was attributed to what I attributed to was my ability to work through high school more than just a part-time, oh, three hours after school, right? Mm -hmm. I was working nine, ten-hour days Mm -hmm. all through. I say child labor laws. (laughs) But I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I knew that it was going to, I knew it was going to set me up. And you had to put yourself through school. And I think like, and that's, it's important to emphasize when when I was saying like debt-free undergrad it also was like my parents didn't pay for any of our living expenses. Like they did not pay for the tuition, our rent, mm-hmm. our car. That If you wanted those things, you were buying it yourself once you moved out of the house. And that's worth saying because it was definitely a different model than a lot of families take. And each of us have graduated without significant loans because we, I think, worked really hard and had more more flexibility from like, you know, 15, 16, I was babysitting and saving my money actively at like 12, 13. Well, didn't your mom include financial all summer? Yes. In our curriculum. I think that's really big and important too, because Jews, the younger siblings, Jews trying to teach them financial literacy right now. And they're like adults pretty much. I mean, so she graduated early, um, but she's 17, about to turn 18 really, really soon. And Drew's like, I need to teach my siblings financial literacy because I know my parents. He's like, my parents are not going to teach them and they're not that great with money. Um, but your parents did a really, really good job with that. That It's not like one kid. I think every, every single one of you. It's challenging. And I think it like you have to kind of play the system. You have to know what schools to go to. You have to know mm-hmm. in-state tuition. You have to know what scholarships. The only way I graduated debt-free is because like I knew I had to maintain a certain GPO. Is that what it's called? GPA. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna like comment on that. <laughs> I love school. I know what that's called. GPA. <laughs> yeah, I had to have a certain grade point average in order to keep a scholarship that my school happened to offer. And so that like was worth it to me. It gave me a lot of purpose to having really high grades. And I'm like, this is what I'm, what I, this is what I've got to do. Not everyone offers that. So like researching ahead of time in your interviews, having parents walk you through how to be financially and educationally successful is above and beyond like a super gift that yeah the best way to do that is by having your own money and i think something that mom did and i guess mom and we're all saying mom my dad was very much a part of this too (laughs) that like they both together was 
helped us find something that we liked, we're passionate about, and how to, can we make that work for you by earning you money? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so McKinsey loves horses, always has. Let's have a horse and let's find people who also, let's have you teach horse lessons. I taught piano lessons. It's, it's just finding like your area of interest and you can't do that if you're somewhere and you're in extracurriculars. So if you're going to school at 6.30 a.m. and you're finishing school at three something and then you have band practice and then you have play practice. Basically, I don't even know if you know this, but you could start school at 6.30, get out at school at three, but if you're taking the bus, you don't get home until four. You know what? It's a long day. Your day is like pretty much done. It's like dinner's at five. Yeah. So that was just the educational component, but you have projects to work on. You have homework to work on, extracurriculars to work on. Your entire life is swallowed, not even in a bad way. If that's what inspires you, like that's cool. Mm -hmm. And if you had fun all day with your friends and like home life is hard, school can be a huge place of safety and exploration for a lot of kids and that's why it's not a bad option it's really awesome but it's definitely worth saying the time discrepancies are like crazy different crazy different because being homeschooled i think each of us finished on average our school in no more than three hours a day maximum yeah maximum and so for me it's funny that adam's saying like i was working full-time i did that later like maybe 17 and up but i remember distinctly i still could finish my work in like two three hours all through middle school and into early high school and I didn't maximize my time I just was me I dreamed a lot I took naps I read a ton I listened to music I just had a lot of space to like wiggle and breathe and just like become a a person that if you're like hustling and you're around people all the time and your schedule is packed it's hard to have like a lot of daydreamy space and i think a lot of my who do i want to be in the world how do i feel about some of these like political topics religious topics i did a lot of that unpacking in my free time in my teen years Mm -hmm. because i had the free time to do it and my mom didn't try and fill everything up and maximize us and make us like really wildly successful she was like this is healthy to just be bored it's so healthy it's so healthy to have downtime and have to entertain yourself it's healthy to contribute back to the household environment like part of my education was doing the grading for my younger siblings work no way. and yes and that was she always had us like she always had us like uh inner what is like inner helping one another i guess and at co-ops like i was mckenzie was a teacher's aide for the younger preschoolers like all of us had different ways that we participated that i think is just as valid as having a packed schedule or going to nasa like me graduating and just having like the money that I had saved, but in addition to money, just like the headspace mm-hmm. of nothing, not having tried to hustle and optimize. I'm trying to get back to teenage Courtney. Like mm-hmm. since graduating, I've learned, oh, it's so important to like optimize and straight A's and like I have to keep this 4.0 and then I want to get a really good job and then I want to be an excellent employee and then I want to do this opportunity. I'm going to say yes and I'm going to say yes and I'm going to say yes and I'm going to be good at all of it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have burnt out really fast because I do air on that side if I had been doing that all the way since I was 14 years old. And I'm like, fortunately, I do have this space and time that I can think back to where I'm like, what did it feel like to just like myself and dream and like follow my passions and my hobbies? And I think that's a unique opportunity that being homeschooled gives you too. But you can make that for your public school kid too. You know, you can. Like you can add a word. You can try and guard them from it and like encourage them to be bored, encourage, you know, whatever. I don't know. It's challenging these days, honestly. But I will say with all, like we're saying a lot of good things, but I'm, not, I'm now like reflecting on some of like the hard 
aspect have at it of, have at it. Yeah, of being homeschooled like i mentioned before math was like not my thing i remember days weeks and months on end where i just didn't do it and i he was checking up on oh no, i mean they, well, they, i i was having to call you i knew exactly how i knew it was my dad i knew him coming home from work he had my dad my mom also kind of gave that like that bill over to my dad like you're gonna be the math person Brad loves math he's an engineer and that was like his passion it's so sad that he doesn't have any little mathy kids maybe jacob but he i distinctly having like anxiety around like my dad's home i know he's gonna ask me if i did my math i know i didn't do it i know i don't want to do it and so i was very good about getting out of it and i just wouldn't do it in high school <laughs> like basic math stuff i honestly feel like i still don't know how to do and i wish and that's my like that was me like i did that so, like they didn't give me that like i was supposed to do it but i they're like basic math stuff even to this day that i but then i guess that gas for like students in public school there's some who just evade their schoolwork probably and that's not they just finished and they got a horrible grade and they just Mm -hmm. didn't know any of the content or cheated and that's really common yeah trying to get through that was i think so it's not yeah i just wish maybe i could have had like a tutor in math something somebody not mom and dad i learned if it was not mom and dad i was high like i got to college i did math and i spent hours and went to the tutor every single day because i knew this is something i'm not good at but i still want to do well it was still my worst grade in school was the basic math class but um but you did it i still did it because i got i saw the resources that were available to me at my school and i took a full advantage i had a private tutor that i met with three times a week and every math assignment i did i did in the math lab where I could raise my hand and say, hi, can you come over and explain this to me? How do I do this? And so I wish really bad. Like I might just like hire myself a tutor. Like, can you please teach me math all over again? Because I don't know basic stuff that I think I would have, I know that I would have been very, I would have done it if I had somebody else to account to. <laughs> somebody to turn it into somebody else besides my dad who was checking in on if I did homework. Because as soon as that wasn't my parents who were doing that, I did do it. Cause then I went to do that school before I went to college. I did some like extra stuff to prepare me to get extra credits. I took a basic like Jala class. Yeah. yeah. And I did it every single assignment. And I did well because I had somebody else that was checking in on me. So I kind of wished I, my parents, or I guess not me, I guess that would have been, but somebody that of like that delay of like this isn't happening but math is like a very like basic we can't just like skip that <laughs> yeah and, man. and i kind of wish i had somebody in my like middle school and high school years that with my learning because i do have it's dyslexia but for math is another word for it Graphia? no that's like penmanship hardship i don't have that's like motor skills it's like dysgalia or something like that it's all in the same umbrella. Like I actually have a hard time learning like numbers and remembering. It's actually that's why I hated it so much. Yeah, it's because it took a lot of time to like. I just felt I hated it, but I wish I had somebody else who could like could account to. Was it yeah. called dyscalculia? Discal yeah, dyscalculia. Yeah, oh. and so I have that, and so it would have been really nice to have somebody who I because I had a money my I. I tried later in life and like we did that because my local my cousin I cleaned I I made meals for them and changed for him helping me study for the ACT that's what it was I was like I'm gonna need to get into school I'm literally gonna bomb like I could probably do the other things on the ACT I will not know anything for math Mm -hmm. 
And so I remember like feeling terrified. I was like, what am I going to do? And I had this cousin, no cousin's husband who loves math. And he's like, I'll teach you. But this is, okay, this is incredible. I feel like what you're saying, because it sounds like it's not, I don't want to take away from that. You think like that's a gap in homeschooling. I couldn't agree more, but it does. It's blowing me away that you have a real learning disability in this area. You didn't excel, but then you found a way to use a skill that comes really naturally to you, like cooking, childcare, to then make a trade to learn the skill, to pass the test, to get into college. Then you went to the tutoring lab. You met your own needs and resources. Like all of that is so self-aware. All that is so proactive. And that's like very impressive on your character. But also like, do you think anything about being homeschooled like helped enhance that you learned how to advocate for yourself or no you just do that because that's who you are no I think yeah like definitely I think innately I there's a lot that's very much who I am like I am pretty and I have always been pretty like aware and self-aware of those that kind of stuff I don't necessarily know if I can attribute to being homeschooled but yeah tell that you figured it out for yourself in the moment I just remembered the escape and trying to like not do it and I I tried everything in the books to be like how can I get another day without having to get checked on on math (laughs) and I wish now that I had done it like I wish I could go back to the Nicole self and be like you're gonna want to know math Nicole do the math like you getting it to another sleep without math isn't you're not really excelling yeah do you feel like there's any like cons to homeschooling for you adam um kind of similar uh i think there are certain gaps in the knowledge that i would have had with like very very specific topics not overall uh that like do get covered in the classroom in a public school like give us an example um i'd have to think about that a little longer uh, to like give you like a real specific example but like Nicole said like with the actual like learning part of it there are every kid has some subject or something that they mm-hmm. don't want to learn and it's just so important to as a homeschooling parent to understand that about your kid and find a way to make them like Nicole said accountable right so having an outside source is a great great way another way would be like having an activity that you're going to go do that's centered around that. And then you're able to still convey that learning concept or thing that they need to learn, but in it's a way that fits them and it makes it to where it's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, because every, every, I had the same thing. I hated math. Uh, I, I loved it up until, I don't know, maybe seventh, eighth grade. Then I, it was like nails on a chalkboard. I hated it. And there were a couple years where like I didn't even really like do a whole lot of it like I got through like basic algebra and like but I didn't go through like some of the more advanced math stuff uh and I didn't do that in college because I didn't choose a stem degree or anything like that so it didn't really affect me uh but there are certain uh like more advanced things that do get taught just as a basic curriculum in high school that I didn't do Uh, I brought that up to mom as a critique and just said mom like are you aware that like math was a common gap and her response was that she was aware i mean obviously after like weeks it's obvious your child is evading a certain topic and it's obvious that they're like coming up with reasons why they haven't done it or whatever and she just said like if you could add and subtract and do fractions and just like 
what you would need to get through the world. If you're not drawn to doing math, you don't need to know calculus to be a successful person. Mm -hmm. You don't need calculus to do well. And so if you're not wanting to do that, they cover that in high school, but you'll never use it again if that's not where your strengths or interests lie. And so she was like, it didn't stress me. Like if you could just generally pass entrance exams, if you could just generally like that was enough for her. Yeah, I don't and agree with different that parents have different views on that. Yeah, I hire people. If I can't figure something out or I don't know, we hire out like a lot of stuff. All for the kiddos, the big kids, they were all taking music classes. We usually ask for a certain amount of time that you take a music class. So they were all taking piano. And we said, hey, for at least six to eight months, you stick with it. And then after that, if you end up not wanting to do it, you can totally quit. Two of them, only Badger, no. Only Tiger and Panda now are taking uh, piano lessons. Um, we had them in gymnastics. We hired, uh, we actually, for a short period of time, we've hired teachers, like we pay teachers to come teach like certain like tutors and stuff like that. I think it was really important that if I couldn't teach them and if it was like because of like my, like something that I lacked knowledge of, it didn't mean that my kid had to lack, like had to follow my shit. My mom's good at math. It's not that she didn't know how to teach us or didn't want to teach us. She noticed what it's like if your kid, for those examples you gave, didn't want to learn piano. Is that a necessary skill to do well in the world? No, but math, I think maybe it's the fact that she just said, oh, they, you know, basic. But like, what what is your definition of basic? Because everyone's definition of basic for math is so different that even though, yes, you guys, I don't I don't think any of you guys, I would ever think like you guys are unintelligent, right? And I know I suck at math. Like, I truly suck at math. No, I'm really, really bad to the point where, where people will say stuff and like out loud, I'm like, oh, what's this, this, and this? And I'll sit there and act like I'm doing it in my head. And, and, we, we, some, and I was waiting for somebody else to give me the answer. And I'll be the first one to agree with you kind of thing. I keep totally wrong. And I never did anything. I just sat there and just waited, like, just like, do, 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 do. I really despise math. So uh, it's, I don't feel like just saying like, oh, I know the basics of it or my child knows the basic is enough because there are a lot of things depending on your kid's personality. They may just like be invading it because not that they're not good at it because it's hard. Panda, extremely good at math. And he actually likes math, likes math so I don't have to struggle with him. But there's certain subjects he's really good at, but he'll just like kind of skip because he's like, whatever. And so then at the end of the day, when we're checking over everything, he's like, oh man, now I have to do it at the end of the day. This is unfair. I'm like, well, you had the whole day and you chose not to. Now that I'm checking it, like it was always it needed to be done. You're just recognizing like there are constant natural consequences. Like you have to do it now and later in the day. But I just feel like just the fact that if you have a kid who's just going to like pick and choose, right? They could be really good at something and they're missing out because they don't have someone kind of like encouraging. Because at school you have like the grading system that encourages you. You have your report card. Right. I think at home, being homeschooled, it should be the parents kind of encouraging. I can see what your the reasoning. Right? Maybe I understand why she did it that way, but I don't think I would have done it the same way. I think it's important, especially some of the basic core subjects that they sh you should always encourage because it's going to help you in so many ways that you don't see as an adult. Right. And so I think math, uh, right, math, writing, um, history. I don't know if I would even count history as like a really core so that's totally fine. Um, but math, writing, language, art. Right, yeah. Yeah, those are those, um subjects. I, no matter what, if my kid was just like, oh, they know enough, I still would push them and encourage them to keep going. In general, certain subjects you shouldn't just skip out on 
because they're just so important. They help or you teach like the bare minimum. Yeah. I think I always was wondering, would I actually be good at this? And it's just the method of how I'm being taught is not working for me. Oh, so for sure. There's like, is it? And I and like I can never know that. I can never know if I actually excel at math and would be incredible using the same example you guys are using. If I had had different introduction to it, how would how can I know that? Like, so the, there's this like, is your child not into it, or is it the way you're presenting it is not a good match for their learning style? And if they were being presented with a different outside authority, if they're being taught math creatively, if they like, and or is or it just like that's not or their interest towards or like online or like tablet like kind of work? Like we mix ours up so yeah. because we know some kids, some of my kids love just pen and paper or pencil and paper, and then working it out. And then some of my kids love tablet math. Yeah, and we have both. Um, so there's so many different ways, but I think that's why it's. I would encourage all parents who are deciding whether actually it doesn't even matter if your kids are homeschooled or not. If you have a, if you're a parent and you have kids, you should try to figure out different ways for them to learning learn learning styles because I'm a visual learner. I have to look at it, right? If you just say it out loud. It's the it, cool thing. I can't just be like told how to do something. No. Or just on it. I'm on the most kinesthetic person. If so. I touch it, feel it, like to do it yourself. Yeah. Well, like very much so. And so I think it should be the responsibility of the parent to find out different learning styles. And then even if you think that you figured out your kid's learning style, try some new ones, try a new way. Because I know that for my some of my kiddos, I can tell you each of their learning styles for sure. And that's really important. And I'm always pushing where it kind of sucks because they, they technically have their math is we have a workbook and they have to do a tablet math on top of it. Is it extra? Yeah, but also I'm ensuring that even if one kid actually thrives on like tablet math because they like how it's like of someone on the computer or on the tablet explaining to them and then they get to know, but they also know, so even if they might not be like their forte, how they like to learn, it still will prepare them for the future or if they do go to college and they only get it like a workbook and they have to resit there, that they can do it and they know how to do it. It may not be their preference. Kind of going along with what you just said, like go, like I said, all the way through like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, like I was teaching myself math out of a textbook and I loved it. But then we switched to this curriculum in high school where I was going through algebra and going through these different subjects and I hated it. And that's probably why I didn't want to do it. The and method had changed. And it was just, it wasn't working for me. And did I vocalize that? No, but I'm a what a 15 14 year old yeah. kid i don't i don't want to you know what i mean this isn't i'm not gonna style mom i think <laughs> but, hey, if your mom had heard of that she would have totally changed it she would have in a heartbeat yep and and so like that's on me right but then and that's gonna happen regardless of of the situation and like mm -hmm. you said it it really does fall on the parents mm -hmm. and homeschooling is not just an easy way out to let your kids oh, kind of do their own thing no, there has to be some form of a structure mm -hmm. or some form of a, an accountability that falls on you as a parent as your choice to homeschool your kids. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same way how we say that homeschooling is the responsibility of the parent and it's not an easy way out. A lot of teachers are complaining how parents are not stepping up. That is not that learning is just inside the school, it's at home as well. Whether or not we homeschool or we're sending our kids to public school, no. you are your kid's first teacher. Mm -hmm. If you're sending your kids to public school, they're the second. You're it's like supplementing. supplementing, right? If you're like complaining that your 
kid can't learn and you're wanting to blame the teacher in reality are you at home reading books to your kids are you turning the page are you doing like are you encouraging that love of reading at home because the teacher could only do so much they have how many students in their classroom and they only have so much time and the amount of time they actually have with each student is so little whether or not you're homeschooling or you're sending a kid to public school it's there's no easy way out as parents we should be doing the hard work and the majority of that work yeah we can read a reddit story okay i was homeschooled until college my experience and regret hello my name is tete 86 and i'm 34 years old i was homeschooled for my entire life until college when i was 16 my parents put me into community college to supplement my homeschooling and to socialize me i did both until i was 19 when i went to university I later went to graduate school and I earned physics degrees at both uni and grad school. I grew up as a homeschooler. I grew up doing co-ops and field trips and other homeschool kids with other homeschool kids. My earliest memory of being in a classroom with my peers is only kindergarten preschool. I'm not even entirely sure because my time in it was so brief. Since my experience is somewhat unique, even among homeschoolers, I get asked a lot how I feel about it now. Simply put, I regret it. I regret it with all of my heart, and I wish my parents had made a different choice. Uh, The first bullet point is culture of fear. My view of the world as a homeschooler was that public school was a source of evil and corruption, that it was filled with sex, drugs, and corrupt behavior, that my parents had pulled my brother and I out of school to protect us. They also claimed that public school cost too much. Something I learned as an adult is a total lie, given that public school is free. Growing up, my mom and dad would both teach us, with my mom doing the lion's share. My dad would help us with math, but mom was our main teacher. My mom is deeply religious and focused her teaching around the Bible and areas she was interested in. For example, we did the Egypt unit three to four times. We studied Rome and did Latin because that was classical learning. Guess what we didn't study? Music, PE, anything my parents weren't already knowledgeable on or skilled in, we didn't learn it at all. To this day, I still cannot read music, play an instrument, or even really understand what I'm hearing compared to my peers. The opportunity just wasn't there. I took the standard tests that other kids took. Every year, we would take a car ride to PSATs or whatever hoop we had to jump through to keep homeschooling. The reality is, though, we had really big gaps in our knowledge. By the time we got to high school, the schoolwork was getting much more complicated. My mom always had a habit of giving us lots of self-study work and time, and she napped a lot, so we pretty much had free reign. So my mom got too depressed, as far as I can tell, to really teach us anymore, so we ended up doing a correspondence course with mom and dad, promising to be resources for us as we learned. Sort of a starter kit for high school, except it turned out it was just me and my brother sitting in our rooms reading a book, filling out a test, and mailing it off. That's it. That was high school. So why am I mentioning this? Because it becomes a problem in that child's life. When I was 16, I passed a test to get into community college at 16. When I got there, I was blown away. My writing skills were terrible. My math skills were barely present. I remember crying in front of blackboards and science labs because I couldn't do algebra. The first time I took an an in-class test, I had a panic attack because I had never taken tests like this before in my life. To make matters worse, I was a tiny 16-year-old kid in a baggy hoodie who had no social skills in a world of adults. I remember taking a geology test and writing down that the Earth was 6,000 years old, getting an immediate F on my test. I had to sit down with the teacher and she had to explain to me the age of the Earth. 
After that, I could never find a lab partner either. Why would anyone want to team up? I was an idiot who didn't know how old the dirt I was walking on was, so I had to drop out of that class. I can't describe to you just how terrible, terrified I felt in community college. I felt like I had years and years worth of missing knowledge that I had to learn in a short period of time. And thankfully, I was able, and I got to go to uni and grad school in the end. My brother was not so lucky. He failed high school, dropped out, and got his GED to work at the grocery store. Homeschooling has left me with a litany of social problems. I've come a long way, but I still have trouble connecting with my peers. It all boils down to shared life experience. For most people, I have very little common ground. This ends up affecting everything in your life. Job interviews, grad school interviews, dating, friendships, emotional and mental well-being. Homeschooling left us with few chances to interact with other kids. I have no idea what people listen to in high school. I have no idea how old a third grader is supposed to be, or a fourth. Grades make zero sense to me because I never experienced them. So when talking to someone and trying to connect with them, you just can't do it. I was nicknamed Bambi by other kids I tried to be friends with because of how naive I was. This had a huge impact on sexual health. My parents had two books, one for a boy and one for a girl. I was born male, but they taught us the same time. So my brother got the book for the boy and I got the book for the girl. We would all get together and have a family discussion on what we read. Yeah, not a good way to teach someone about the body they were born with. I had to learn about it from a friend who eventually took pity on me and explained to me how things worked and from viewing content online, including what STDs were. The times we did get to do co-ops with other kids, they were either homeschoolers who were half in, half in, half out, some sort of structured school, or they were just like us. The happiest, most enjoyable ones to be around were half in, half out kids. Otherwise, it was just echo chamber. When I finished homeschooling and left for college, I found myself to be an extremely quiet, timid, meek, and pushover type of person. I had no idea how to talk to someone or how to build a friendship. I felt alone in the world and terrified. I made it through university and grad school. I retained no friends from high school, college, university, or grad school. I blame homeschooling for a large portion of my depression due to the huge impact it had on my life. That's so hard because I think about some of the issues that they said that they had, like I've had, like connecting with other people. I've had that. I don't have many friends from high school. I think, I mean, we technically didn't go to high school together. We wouldn't have been known each other. We were not friends in high school, but we're friends now that I don't have many friends from high school that I'm really close with. And I went to public school. If they if they're saying like socially that they had a hard time and they're saying that was because that they were homeschooled. Like, yeah, it could be. But then I also think like, well, I went to public school. I have a really hard time trusting people. Mm -hmm. I have a really hard time not making friends, but like starting a new friendship friendship and like actually feeling like it's a friendship because I would call people acquaintances for a really, really long time. But like I went to public school, like how can you, which one's like a correlation and which one's like a causation? Exactly. And that's that's such a good point to start this out with because every single point made here this person can never know if that's how they were nat- if that's nature versus nature. yeah that's they can never know that because you can't redo your life in a different scenario and see different outcomes like what if the, they just are a timid quiet awkward person that's going to have a hard time no matter where they are and they're attributing all of their mental health all of their social problems and hanging their hat on homeschooling well i have kids or like none of my kids are cookie cutter the same right so I have Panda and Tiger who are very ex- like um, extroverted, who are very loud, very giddy, and like like to be around people. 
And then I have Badger, who has always been more introverted, likes to be at home. And then I feel like Cal, she's like a good mix, but I feel like she's more heavily, like she leans more on the extroverted. But like, that's their natural personalities. And the three older kids all went to public school, right? They went to public school up until, I would say, the twins up to first grade. And then um, up to second or third grade, your your personality does get shaped around shaped by the people who are around you, but but it's not solely just by one thing. The, your parents, your family members, your siblings, like it can't just be the school. Your natural personality, yeah. You, I mean, every, each of my kids have their own personality. I could, I'm who I am, and I'm gonna be who I am. I'm the very loud, like uh, extroverted funny mom that like loves to love too hard my kids are all different and I'm who I am and all of them came out very very different and I haven't changed much yeah over the last 10 years I don't know if I can really attribute their personality because they're out of personality before they went to school yeah right so I don't know it's hard because I never wanted to like say look you don't know what you're talking about or you can't say something like that because those are just like this person's feelings um, and I don't want to tell them like, no, that's not because of your homeschool. Right. I think maybe some parts of it could be. It's, there's enough elements about like fear and there's enough that like, I'm like, certainly that was unique mm-hmm. that they did. They felt of the curriculum. Yeah. Being religiously based, obviously. I think a lot of it is also what the parent was interested in, not necessarily what the kid was yeah. interested in. Yeah, I think it's interesting uh, with a lot of the comments that they made, I can resonate with on a personal level, but I, like what Gina was saying, I, I don't know if you can fully attribute any of them to the fact that they were homeschooled, right? Uh, there, There's a lot of flaws and a lot of uh, room for for error, right, when you're homeschooled. But that it sounds like their parents were even doing things like putting them in co-ops and having them interact with people. They didn't so, go to school and get a grad degree. They're like right. a total flop. And yeah. so I think there are those things that you can, and I can relate with certain social things, like not being able to uh, maybe relate to certain things. But even when you're going to public school, you're not going to relate to every TV show and every movie. And It's not where you want to be. You're not going to listen to all the popular music. And, and so it's it's hard to attribute that to a schooling environment rather than, like you said, Courtney, just who that person is. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to grow up and be whoever you are and the things that you experience in your life do influence that and they might hold you back a little bit or make it harder to become that person. But in the end, you're able to become the person that you want to be mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be what you experienced in your teen years or your growing up years that really prevent you from, from anything. It might make it harder, but I don't think it's it's an all-end. It's like, the thing that's deciding it for you. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And the person here is having a different outcome than their sibling with very similar upbringing. Yeah. So they finish two physics degrees and feel successful. So maybe, yes, socially you're like, oh, I feel like awkward. People all the time are socially awkward and have a really, really hard time and are bullied excessively in public schools. So this isn't like, oh my gosh, all of the cultured, popular, normal, healthy, thriving kids are in public school. And then there's this like 50-50 chance just for homeschoolers. Like that's not a thing. Those same kids are having maybe even a harder time being in environments where they're constantly around kids their age that are picking up on all the like idiosyncrasies of what make them unique, mm-hmm. bullying them or like talk- calling them Bambi in public school or homeschooled. Like it, it, and that was an adult. 
That's not even kids. We were calling him B&B. Yeah. It's These people, are adults. People that are like, you're naive. You don't know what you're talking about. And I think that's important to know because I was chatting briefly with Gina about this before. I, it never bothered me that I was naive. I was almost proud of it. Like, yes, all my friends also said, Courtney, you never know anything. Like, like pop culture, songs, music. Like, I knew enough, but it wasn't where my interests were. And so it didn't offend me or bother me if so. my best friend was like, You've never seen SpongeBob? I was like, I just don't like SpongeBob. And so they'd be making jokes and I wouldn't get it. But it's like that didn't bother my self-worth. Mm-hmm. I was kind of proud of it. I was like, yeah, I just don't really do the same stuff you guys do. And we're still best friends and we have a great time and we can relate about a bunch of stuff. But th- like your inside jokes about movie lines are just going to go over my head. And that was a part of our friendship. And I think because I had inherent self-worth on those topics, I didn't have to pin it on to mm-hmm. I'm a lame person. Homeschooling ruined me. Like I just that's just a part of all the little tiny pieces that come together to make someone who they are. And my little unique mosaic of life made me that way. And the way I've shaped it is my personal takeaway. And I could have a sibling that has the exact same outcome and they hate that about themselves. And they're so embarrassed and they blame my parents. Why didn't you show us more? It made me so socially awkward. I didn't know SpongeBob mom. And is that my mom's responsibility to curate every single child's experience to the most like way that they can thrive? I don't think a parent can do that. And so you can do the best you can. (laughs) You can make it a priority. You can try. You can ask them questions. You can listen. Your child's going to have their own experience in their household. Highs, lows, pros, cons, their own take on things. And I just don't feel you can curate in the home or in public school an experience that will just be so optimal for your child. And or relatable to every group of people you're trying to relate to. I don't think we've ever talked about this, but like growing up in a Haitian household, I think you may remember this because we were the closest. And we have the saying is l'église, la caille, l'école, right? So it'd be l'église is church, la caille at home, and um, l'école is um, school. Those are the only three places like Haitian kids would go. Like if you were at church, school, or at home, like there's nowhere else for you to be. And so I remember going to like wanting to go to dances or in the movies. My parents were legit saying no. So like I missed out on some certain high school experiences, even when I was in public school because of our culture. Um, Going over to a dance, no way. I remember going to the mall to hang out. Yeah, going on a date. Heck no. I don't think I, the whole feeling of like going to the mall would just to go to the mall and just hang out. That I never did that. You do have certain experiences if you do go to public school, mm-hmm. but it's like I still missed out on a lot of experiences while I was still at public school. And that was Your because of my culture life. Yes. And that was really, really hard for me, like extremely hard. I remember even doing something that's like going to our church dance mm-hmm. when my parents started like being OK with me to go. And they would be like, hey, be back at nine. And like church dances were like starting at 730, 730 so that. And like an hour. Yeah, so that'd be like nine. Nine. So like I was be there for an hour, then I have to drive 30 minutes. And you're not bonding. You're not doing the after dance activities. You're not doing the social things. You're not like, so even if you're doing the experience, it's not the same cultural, not the same relatable experience that your peers are having. So it's kind of hard for me. And this may just be the way I think, but I can never really attribute one thing to be like the reason why you are the way you are. Because... I know me being black, me being Haitian American, having Haitian parents, going to public school, um, the church I went to, all that attributed, all of it all together attributed to who I am. 
it is not the only it's not just one thing that has like made me to who I am. If your parents have these deep held religious beliefs, fears of the world, don't like culturally and socially where their priorities lie in public school or outside public school, those same conflicts are going to come up. So if they'd been in public school, their parents, they would have been wanting to be exposed to more and they would have had way more conflict at home, maybe. So maybe you're like, oh, I was kind of like a Bambi. I didn't know anything. But maybe you weren't like fighting day in and day out and lying to your parents and deceiving them mm-hmm. because you weren't exposed to the same things. So it's like your parents are still them. Mm-hmm. And the way they want to raise you is still they want to raise the way they want to raise you. So I don't think just being outside their house a lot of time would have inherently fixed Mm -hmm. the type of parents this person was born to if their parents even were the problem it also could just be their interpretation of the parents i would be fascinated to hear how the parents felt i wouldn't want to hear from and the sibling it's kind of hard i guess parents i know i don't think i'm the perfect parent but i know i'm always trying to do best and i'm always willing to hear my kids always 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 but it's like you you're always gonna have a skewed for um view of your own self so I wouldn't really care to hear from the parents. I'd way rather hear from the other sibling. It's interesting that like from the outside, it's only one line at the beginning, but from anyone else's standard, this person like made it through just fine. Yeah, I think they did. Like they're like we're academically successful and this is your education. So they maybe culturally. Yeah. And so it's like, a big deal. Maybe in some way. And they're like, I had a bunch of gaps, but they figured it out. Mm-hmm. And if that's maybe the similar to Nicole, that's your own resilience or... It's that your education wasn't as bad as you felt your education was. And how can you know that? That's nuanced. But, like, I think that that's worth saying that clearly the gaps weren't so large that this person couldn't make up for it. There are so many people who are just so anti-homeschooling. And I'm just like, there are some countries that are do great with public schools. I could see myself sending my kids to school there. And I didn't even make the choice of not sending my kids to school because of religion. And I'm a religious person. And I definitely don't feel like it needs to be meshed in together. I think they should be separated. Other people may want it differently. That's totally fine. That's how you do it for your own family. But I definitely think that they should be separated. I I view it as a same in the way of like my kids may not want to grow up to be or in the same religion, think the same way as I do. And I encourage that. And I'm totally fine with that. If you guys had a piece of advice or something that you would want someone to know about your experience or if someone's thinking about it or if they have really strong feelings either way like what are your thoughts that you would share with someone listening about the subject of having been homeschooled i think what's coming to my mind is that a lot of people have asked me like what i'm planning on doing like oh like you were homeschooled where you you obviously are probably going to do homeschooling because you like it or whatever and i just have always get the same answer my advice would be the same is i hope that i would be open to what is going to be best for my child at that time and looking at the resources where i'm living and knowing and being open to what's going to be the best, whether that's public school, private school, hybrid school, homeschool. Learning is something that's important to me. And an education for my child or children in general is just something that is like very important and something to consider. And we all learn so differently and my kids are going to learn so differently and every child learns so differently. Not all visual learners learn the same. So it's not even like, okay, all these boxes of like, you're a kinesthetic learner, you're an auditory learner. You can learn this way. So this is obviously going to work for you. Just being open to seeing and being open to hearing oh, as your child grows up, what's going to be the best for them to ultimately just love to learn. Like teach your kids to learn, to love the process of it, because that is will set them up for the most success. Because through life, there's never like, oh, you're 18, you're senior, you graduated grad school, you don't learn anymore. 
we're going to be learning throughout life. And if we can teach our kids to be lifelong learners because you love the process of learning, that is the most important. And so you teach that in as young kids. And so if we can teach our young kids to love learning because learning is fun and I find subjects entertaining or interesting to me. And so giving them that space to learn, not just like secular things, but like things that are just like an interest to them. And so helping them like travel to places. I mean, I've traveled so many places because I was homeschooled. I had that opportunity. Like I learned about the Liberty Bell and then we went to Philadelphia and like that's cool to go and experience things. Ultimately, I think what it comes down to is teaching them to love, love to learn. You don't have to teach all of your kids what they need to know in those 12 years that you are responsible for their education. And so just being really aware of yourself of like you can't teach them everything, but there's so many people who have other skills and talents that like let's let's broaden this to just not just me or like my husband or like my family but like let's open it up to like how can we learn together it's a really good answer both homeschooling and public schooling can be successful and it doesn't really matter what way you choose you have to know what your goal what you want out of it is and pick what's going to work best and and really help them to understand how to help themselves throughout their life. It's just important to instill that that learning and have those those goals and to pick what's going to be best for those kids. I'm hoping that anyone who's like considering it can really like hear from so many different like uh, me as a mom who homeschooled was went to public school themselves and then you guys, I mean, you guys are also different, all homeschooled, all different careers and like different parts of your lives. Like, I'm hoping that it can help someone and feel very confident in that choice. My final like thought that comes to mind for homeschooling is that it seems the most important thing to me that you're the kind of person that genuinely wants your child to be thriving and well. And it, that seems like the basis of the kind of parent homeschooler otherwise that I would want to be is just what you guys are saying, opening those doors, having those lines of communication available and just adjusting as needed to the best of your ability and then being humble when your kid comes back to you and says you p- chose the wrong thing, right? Like, yeah, that's always going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you blew it. You didn't meet my needs this way. And like, that's just the essence of all of our experience being raised by humans doing the best they can. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that both you, Nicole and Adam can be here today. This is such an interesting topic. I feel like a lot of people can gain so much from it. And um, I'm just happy that you were here.